This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Today is Friday, June 2nd, 2023. Nancy Pelosi is such a fraud. She's unmasked. Security footage is now showing Pelosi evacuating Hollywood style from the Capitol as her daughter films her. Nancy, you'll see on the show, Nancy Pelosi waits and hits her mark and gets told action as she wanders through the Capitol building. My God, Biden collapses again on stage during a graduation. What does this actually mean for our country? Well, we'll get into it. And Savannah Hernandez joins the show. She knows quite a bit about these things. My name is Benny Johnson, and this is The Benny Show. So Nancy Pelosi is not Speaker of the House. Nancy Pelosi, when she was Speaker of the House, spent more money than God spent more money than any single person has ever spent as Speaker of the House, making your currency further and further worthless. You know, even the little pieces of sand can eventually chip away at a giant boulder on the beach and reduce it to nothing. We are the giant boulder as an economy. Our currency is the world reserve currency, but maybe not for long. Maybe it's time to consider that the people who running this place, well, they're literally collapsing, metaphorically and literally, as you saw yesterday with Joe Biden. Maybe it's time to invest in something with real value. Allegiance Gold can take care of you. These are my friends. They can protect your IRA or 401k with physical gold and silver. Gold has always had value against fiat currency. They have a great rating from the Better Business Bureau and TrustLink and Business Consumer Alliance. A-plus, baby, across the board. Get $5,000 in free silver with a qualifying purchase when you visit protectwithbenny.com. $5,000 in free silver today. Or give them a call at 844-790-9191. Don't let the Fed play Monopoly money with your money. Ladies and gentlemen, somebody who played around, somebody who messed around and found out is Nancy Pelosi. Nancy Pelosi has now been caught. Nancy Pelosi, we have the security footage of her on the January 6th date, the riot of January 6th. Now, we've covered this before. We've said, wait a second, why is Nancy Pelosi doing these very strange things on January 6th. Now, we can go down through the list of very interesting and objectively curious actions by Nancy Pelosi on this date and the dates leading up to it, including but not limited to an anniversary that's happening right now. You know, there's an anniversary happening right now of DC in flames, of our national treasured monuments being stormed, of our national treasured democratic institutions being run over and destroyed by mobs. It's just not the uh, memory that they want you to remember. It's not the memorial they want you to keep in mind as it pertains to the left-wing Antifa and BLM mobs that tore through the city of Washington, made it look like Beirut, made it look like downtown Kabul after a bombing raid. May it look like 2003 Baghdad, circa. Three years ago tonight, this is what our nation's capital looked like for the George Floyd riots. As somebody who lived through these riots, as somebody who lived and was just 
mere feet from actually a number of these burning mobs, I got to tell you, this was hell on earth. We were scared to go outside. Looters and rioters and criminals ran free. The police cowered in the corner, barked at by people like Nancy Pelosi, who literally knelt to these mobs, who literally got down on her old, diseased, cancerous, syphilitic, arthritic knees. And whilst the George Floyd rioters, insurrectionists, were attacking the White House, attempting to kill President Trump, defacing and desecrating our national monuments, including the monuments to black soldiers. How's that square? I don't know. Don't make no sense. Ladies and gentlemen, Nancy Pelosi got down on her knees to worship them. Watch. <laughs> <laughs> it's better not to have on high heels. <laughs> Anyone trying to stop these mobs of left-wingers who were insurrecting in, in, in the way that insurrection is actually technically defined, they were attacking in order and with the expressed desire to kill Donald Trump. On this date, three years ago, left-wing mobs stormed the White House and tried to kill President Trump. Hundreds of them, thousands of them, they burned down buildings on White House ground, they attacked cops, they attacked the Secret Service officers. They went after the very seat of executive power in this country. Donald Trump had to be taken down to a bunker because they had breached the White House security fencing. They won't let you remember that. They won't remind you of that. Nancy Pelosi praised those people. In fact, the people who tried to stop Donald Trump from being killed, Nancy Pelosi called them stormtroopers. That's right. In a place called Portland, uh, which had a similar insurrection by left-wingers, that Nancy Pelosi supports. They're her donors. They're her donors. This is a this is a protected class for Nancy Pelosi. Nancy Pelosi said that stormtroopers are attacking our democratic republic, meaning the the cops, the the agents that were trying to defend the federal buildings that were being burned to the ground nightly by Nancy Pelosi's political party. They won't let you remember that, and they certainly don't want you to remember this. Of course, the fact that Nancy Pelosi, who's been in the elected representative from her teeny little district, if you ever want to see a gerrymandered district, Nancy Pelosi's district in San Francisco is just like the little nub end, it's like the teeny square block of the end of San Francisco. With It literally is just billionaires and people defecating on the sidewalk. That's the population that Nancy Pelosi represents. Nancy Pelosi herself lives on Billionaire's Row. But not even that was safe from Nancy Pelosi's policies. Nancy Pelosi never cared about the safety of America or protecting our democracy. She didn't even care about protecting her own husband. This happened to Paul Pelosi. Apparently, uh, on Nancy Pelosi's watch. Fucking said 2620, right? No, 2640. Yeah, it literally said in the 
guys. How you doing? Oh, yeah. What's going on, man? Everything's good. Hi. Hi. Drop the hammer. Um, no. Hey, 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 hey. What is Sorry, going on? Right I'm now? not getting any answer on call. Oh, oh, so her husband was nearly beaten to death inside of the system that Nancy Pelosi created. Nancy Pelosi applauded the mobs that burned down Washington week after week, month after month, murdered people on my street. I have it on my ring camera. Led to the burning down of my house with my child inside. So this vindictive witch who's going to sit there, and I'm about to show you video of her on the morning of January 6th, waltzing through the Capitol building, waiting to hit her marks for her daughter, who's a filmmaker, so that she can film her on this triumphant day. It was all a movie. It was all a script. It was all planned. It was all planned, ladies and gentlemen. And before I show you this footage, I just want to make sure that you know something that I know that we've been told by our friends, Cash Patel, by our other friends inside of the Trump administration, by the people who know that Nancy Pelosi was offered 20,000 National Guard troops to stand in front of the United States Capitol by Donald Trump. I know the guy who signed the paperwork. It's my boy, Cash Patel. He's been on the show a bunch of times. He signed off the paperwork. Donald Trump gave Nancy Pelosi 20,000 troops to make sure that there was just no rabble-rousing. There were, there were no rapscallions in the audience. You get people, you have that many people marching, you're going to have some knuckleheads. You're even going to have some people dressed as Antifa who come up to try and cause problems, rabble-rousers. It happens in every big march. They're always near do wells. Nancy Pelosi turned that offer down. Nancy Pelosi is a villain. And now we can officially prove it. Nancy Pelosi on that same morning refused to take phone calls from Capitol Police Chief Stephen Sund. Stephen Sund, as we will show to you and prove to you, has detailed with explicit evidence how Nancy Pelosi refused to assist the Capitol Police on that morning. She waited until the building was breached. Nancy Pelosi waited until they could create a narrative, waited until they could charge people with trespassing, waited until they could entrap and create a narrative. And Nancy Pelosi did it all for the cameras. And now we have proof. Released late last night was video of Nancy Pelosi on the morning of January 6th. You've never seen it. You've never seen what happened. Where did she go? What was she doing? She's the only person expressly in charge of the Capitol security. Well, now we know, ladies and gentlemen, Nancy Pelosi leisurely walked down the hallways of the Capitol building. She wasn't in a hurry. No one was in any particular rush. She is sort of hit her marks, as you would say. Now, why would I say hit her marks? Well, you, well, you can see here is Nancy Pelosi's daughter filming her and Pelosi right there. You can see it right there, waiting so that her daughter could get the shot right there. Nancy Pelosi actually did a stutter step and held up 
so that her daughter, there's her daughter, could get the right angles, could hit those right angles with Nancy Pelosi wandering the halls inside of the bowels of the Capitol. Nancy Pelosi doesn't look all too worried about the events of that morning. In fact, Nancy Pelosi was waiting so that her daughter could get into position and could make sure that she was uh, captured correctly on that morning. What did her daughter capture exactly? Oh, her daughter captured Nancy Pelosi saying that she wished to punch out Donald Trump. Watch. Secret Service said they have dissuaded him from coming to Capitol Hill. They told him they don't have the resources to protect him here. So at the moment, he is not coming, but that could change. Oh, he comes, I'm going to punch him out. This oh, is my mom. I would pay to see that. I'm waiting for this, for trespassing on the Capitol grounds. I'm going to punch him out, and I'm going to go to jail, and I'm going to be happy. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust, or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. So Nancy Pelosi threatening violence, president of the United States there, uh, on cue. I wonder how many times she rehearsed that line. I wonder how many times she practiced that line, waiting for her daughter to film waiting for her daughter to get into position to hit the right angles on her little catwalk there as she wandered the halls very casually on January 6th. Ladies and gentlemen, at this time, there was a man who was trying to actually do his job. He wasn't making a movie. This man's name was Stephen Sund. He was in charge of Capitol Police that morning. Stephen Sund is a man who was calling Nancy Pelosi's office furiously demanding help because his officers were being overrun. Now, Stephen Sun began his calls when the initial breach happened. Many would argue the initial breach done by Antifa members LARPing as MAGA supporters. The initial breach happened like a quarter mile from the Capitol. They had fencing up around the front of the Capitol, rightfully so. Donald Trump wanted it to be like a military installation. You ain't going to step to these guys in the National Guard outfits, but here we are. Nancy Pelosi made sure there was literally nothing but a teeny little plastic fence, something that like a determined farm animal could have pushed through. And the animals did push through and the cops were overrun. And nobody would argue for cops to be abused or for police officers to be harmed. Certainly not my channel. And so I'm in favor of Stephen Sund, the man who was in charge of Capitol Police saying, you need to send in help now. Nobody wanted this to happen. This is a terrible thing that happened. That crowd should have been kept at bay. Curiously enough, Donald Trump hadn't finished speaking when the initial breach of the Capitol happened. Donald Trump was still speaking at the ellipse. That's a mile away when they started breaching the Capitol. 
the hell is that about? That's a little strange. Donald Trump fomented them to do this. Donald Trump wasn't done speaking yet, you jackasses. Get your facts straight if you're going to argue this. But they don't want you to get your facts straight. They don't want you to hear the words of the frantic police chief saying, where the hell is my backup here? And Nancy Pelosi, the only person on earth who could have sent in backup was making a movie. Watch. Um, there was a number of um, requests. I went on January 3rd requesting uh, the National Guard from Paul Irving. That was the first request for the uh, for the National Guard. I then went to Mike Stinger, who's the Senate Sergeant Arms. Now, Paul Irving uh, is uh, politically appointed by Speaker Pelosi. Uh, he initially, when I asked for the National Guard on January 3rd, which was a uh, Sunday, it was the first day of the uh, new Congress, uh, he said specifically, quote, I don't like the optics. Uh, and besides, the intelligence didn't uh, support it. His concern for the optics, I believe, goes back to Pelosi's decision that, or um, statement that she referred to federal agents and uh, National Guard on the tra on streets of uh, America as stormtroopers. And I think she just didn't want the look of stormtroopers up on the hill. And then come January 6th, and I think what your what your viewers don't under realize is the restrictions I have as the chief of police. I'm one of the only chiefs in the United States. I am the only chief in the United States that has a federal law, a law passed by members of Congress that prevents me from calling in any federal resources, either in advance, uh, like I tried to do on January 3rd, or even while I'm under attack without going and getting the politically appointed uh, Sergeant Arms approval. So at 12.53, we're attacked on the west front of the Capitol. I'm watching my officers getting brutally beaten. I pick up the phone at 12.55, I call uh, MPD for assistance. They're our, our partner agency right, uh, right next door. And then at 12.58, I call Paul Irving, uh, Speaker Pelosi's appointee to the Capitol Police Board. He's laying out a timeline here. What does this timeline look like? Because he can't get more forces unless Nancy Pelosi approves it. So as we've detailed here, Nancy Pelosi is totally in favor of federal buildings being overrun by leftists. Nancy protects them. She gets down on her knees before them. She bows to them. She compliments them. She actually calls the police troops that try to protect regular Americans stormtroopers. She berates them. So what happened then in this TikTok timeline? Well, what you can see here is 80 minutes from the initial breach of the Capitol, 80 minutes go by. And what that 80 minutes allows is for the Capitol Police to be utterly overrun. And Nancy Pelosi finally picks up the phone when the protesters are inside the building, when the narrative's been created, when the entrapment plot has been sprung. Go. Speaker of the House in charge of security at the Capitol. So you have the politically appointed Capitol Police Board that's put uh, in place by, you have uh, the Sergeant Arms that's put in place by Pelosi. You have the uh, Senate Sergeant Arms that's put in place by the uh, Senate leadership. And then you have the architect of the Capitol that's put in place by the uh, the president. So you have three voting members. I'm a non-voting member. I'm the only non-politically appointed non-voting member. Uh, and that's kind of how the security oversight works. Uh, but it was Paul Irving who immediately said, I'm going to run it up the chain. I'll never forget that. Running up the chain. His chain of command ends at Speaker Pelosi. And I had to wait 71 minutes to finally get an approval at 2.09 at, uh, p.m. before I could finally reach out and start calling in federal assistance. 71 minutes when my men and women fought on the uh, brutally, I mean, fought heroically to prevent the uh, Capitol from being defended, I mean, from being penetrated. And it took 80 minutes before the first window was broken. So those were critical, essential minutes that we we're losing.
critical essential minutes that we were losing 80 minutes. Do you hear there? The man speaks very fast. He's th th that's again, Stephen Sund, the man who was in charge of all Capitol police on the date of January 6th. This footage is being released now because the footage has been given over to people like John Solomon at just the news. John Solomon, uh, who has a show on real America's voice broke this footage last night. Uh, it shocked us. It further verified that Nancy Pelosi not only didn't take this seriously, but was aware that she was making content. This was all going to be very, very convenient for her. As has often been said by my friend Tim Poole, if Donald Trump wanted to instantly win the election in 2020, what he could have done is he could have just let the mob on this anniversary date that stormed the White House get in, open the doors, let them in, let them burn down the White House, run off to your bunker, Trump will be protected, and then let the TV cameras show what the left is capable of. Let America see that narrative. And then in every single presidential debate, in every every time that somebody tries to critique Trump, you just point back to the old smoldering ashes of the White House and be like, you want that in charge of the country? Nancy Pelosi defends that. It's such a good point. Nancy Pelosi knew what she was doing that morning. She knew. Marjorie Taylor Greene uh, was on responding to this new footage, one of many pieces of new footage that we're going to get about that day. Have a listen. And what you're going to reveal to everyone and what you are revealing is this was a political narrative. Um, Speaker Nancy Pelosi at the time, her biggest concern and responsibility was the safety and security of the Capitol. She ignored all the intelligence briefings that were given to her. And she ignored the request for the National Guard on January 6th. And what everyone just saw in this video is they used the situation they totally threw out uh, uh, the the ability to hide um, exits uh, for security reasons in the Capitol, and they used it. They used that situation to film it so that their family could make millions of dollars later by selling the video footage in a documentary. I believe that is one of the most abusive things uh, and, and the biggest sign of corruption from Nancy Pelosi that, that the American people will see thus far. And I know you're going to show them a lot more. Nancy Pelosi shut down exits of the Capitol, shut down the ability for people to move out freely because when she's moving with her massive security team, when she's moving with her massive security team, you know, you can't actually get in her way. Her security team is actually shutting down exits. Nancy Pelosi is here making content for her family to make millions of dollars off of, which is actually a great point that Marjorie Taylor Greene just made. Marjorie Taylor Greene also saying that Pelosi had full knowledge based on the briefings that she knows about, full knowledge of the security threat that day. Nancy Pelosi allowed that security threat to metastasize. Why? Those are real questions, ladies and gentlemen, and good ones for Marjorie.
It can really only be one or two things. I think it, it, it can only be that she cares more about money and the filmmaking aspect of this more than her safety, or she never thought that there was a safety issue to begin with. Well, Amanda, I, I think that's very clear, but the truth is she knew there was a safety issue because Nancy Pelosi is the Speaker of the House. The Speaker's duty is the Capitol and its safety and security, um, not the President. The President is in charge of the White House. The Speaker of the House is in charge of the Capitol. Nancy Pelosi had been briefed multiple times going back into December, um, and John, you have reported that uh, repeatedly, but she had been briefed. She knew there were threats of violence that day. She had been told by her own sergeant in arms. She had been told by Capitol Police. She had been told by many agencies. She had been warned of potential violence on January 6th and threats to the Capitol. And she had her daughter there with camera in hand. I think they clearly knew what they were doing and they have capitalized on it and made millions of dollars. So what more evidence do you need? Ladies and gentlemen, in a moment, we're going to show you what the police were doing inside and outside because now we are getting all of that footage. And oh, wait till you see what comes next. But I just want to recap here. Nancy Pelosi doesn't care about this country. She doesn't care about your safety. She doesn't care about mobs attacking our democratic institutions. She didn't lift a finger when a left-wing mob fomented by her that she knelt before attacked Donald Trump, tried to take his life. She didn't care. She didn't even tweet about it. She, in fact, attacked federal police that were trying to stop it from happening. She called them stormtroopers. Nancy Pelosi didn't even give a damn about her own husband, got attacked with a hammer inside their own their mansion in San Francisco. She didn't care about the people of San Francisco. Have you seen San Francisco? We just did a documentary there. We're going to go back. I mean, it's getting worse. Our executive producer, ALX, was just there. He went to Twitter headquarters, met with Elon Musk. He said it looked like a zombie town. He said every building was boarded up. A city, a city of cancer. And that's what Nancy Pelosi has done to that place. That, that's her district. She represents it. She is supposed to be the emissary for that. She didn't care. She didn't care. And she didn't care about anyone on January 6th other than herself. She cared about a narrative getting set against Donald Trump that they could use against Donald Trump and his movement. She cared about her getting her shots that morning. Hitting them angles for her daughter, Alexandria. Pelosi is her name, the filmmaker. And she didn't pick up the phone for Stephen Sund, the Capitol Hill police chief who was begging for reinforcements, along with, of course, Donald Trump, who himself offered 20,000 National Guard troops to be stationed at the Capitol. Nancy Pelosi said no to all of those requests. Why? Well, now you know. Now you know. Now you can see with your own two eyes what Nancy Pelosi was most concerned about doing a catwalk for her daughter and making sure that she gets the shot. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, we have the shots now of what the cops were doing exactly. And it's almost like Nancy Pelosi knew what was happening because we now have the undercover police footage from outside of the building because what was happening outside as Nancy Pelosi refused to take the phone calls was federal officers were entrapping people. We have the footage. Watch this. Drain the swamp, drain the swamp, drain the swamp. Go, go, let's go, go. Help them up, help them up. 
Help him out. Hold on, wait. Push him wait. up. Push him up. Undercover police footage from inside of the riot on January 6th of an undercover officer saying, go, 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 help him up, help him up, help him up, go, 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 up the scaffolding into the Capitol where 99% of the charges against January 6ers is trespassing. That's entrapment by a federal officer. Why is that not the most seen piece of media on earth right now? Proof, verified proof from the guy's body camera that they were entrapping people that morning. Why would there be officers pushing? I mean, if this was something random, then why would the officers be pushing them to commit crimes? If this wasn't something that was orchestrated or planned, why? You're allowed to be a skeptic in these situations and ask the damn questions. Why? More importantly, why when protesters got into the building, peaceful protesters, in the case of Jacob Shaman, why were they escorted to the most sacred parts of the building by police, armed police? Jacob Shaman, I'm sorry, correction, <laughs> Shaman was his stage name, Jacob Chansley, the guy Buffalo horns and everything, right? Face paint. Uh, that guy, Jacob Chansley, well, he didn't know where the hell the Senate was. He didn't know how to get there. He had an armed guard escort him down there so they could get the shot. Watch. Dangerous conspiracy theorist dressed in outlandish costume who led the violent insurrection to overthrow American democracy. For these crimes, Chansley was sentenced to nearly four years in prison far more time than many violent criminals now receive. What did Jacob Chansley do to receive this punishment? To this day, there is dispute over how Chansley got into the Capitol building. But according to our review of the internal surveillance video, it is very clear what happened once he got inside. Virtually every moment of his time inside the Capitol was caught on tape. The tapes show that Capitol Police never stopped Jacob Chansley. They helped him. They acted as his tour guides. Here's video of Chansley in the Senate chamber. Capitol Police officers take him to multiple entrances and even try to open locked doors for him. We counted at least nine officers who were within touching distance of unarmed Jacob Chansley. Not one of them even tried to slow him down. Chansley understood that Capitol Police were his allies. Video shows him giving thanks for them in a prayer on the floor of the Senate. Watch. Thank you, Heavenly Father, for paying the inspiration needed to these police officers to allow us in this building. Contrast the reality of what Jacob Chansley did in the Capitol building on January 6th. The Don't you miss Tucker in times like now? Like, I'm sorry, I, I just, I, it's, it's, it's my show and I'm like watching these clips along with you and I'm like just entrapped by them. I'm like entrapped like I was, <laughs> like, like January 6ers were entrapped, encapsulated. Uh, in this reporting is just the best piercing of light onto these circumstances. Tucker Carlson, I miss him. I'm close with Tucker. Their, their Fox News went and when Tucker announced he would be doing a new show 
Fox News went and disassembled his entire studio. Like overnight, they sent these goon, this goon squad in to like rip all of the studio. They ripped the sockets out of the wall. They left lights dangling in his studio. Tucker has to like rebuild from scratch now because of this reporting. Because this reporting is true. They escorted the man into the well of the Senate. Now, wh what conceivable reason would they have to do that? And I'm about to prove to you what that reason is. They needed to lie. They needed to lie about Jacob Chansley. They selected Jacob Chansley because he was straight out of central casting, much like Nancy Pelosi standing there waiting for the camera to get set for her to round the corner, knowing full well the danger, knowing full well what she'd done. They selected Jacob Chansley because, well, he looked nuts because he had a buffalo bison horns on. He had a, I don't know, a staff. Gandalf and beard and the tattoos and the uh, the 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 leather pants. They needed the shot of Jacob Chansley inside of the Senate in order to make sure that there was the worst possible light cast upon Donald Trump and his movement, upon you and upon me. And that's been made clear by the body camera footage of police officers who cleared Jacob Chansley out of the Senate. You can see here that Jacob Chansley was cleared out of the Senate peacefully. These officers just came through and said, hey, yo, you got to move on. And they did. Jacob Chansley was sitting there praying for the officers in the well of the Senate after being delivered to the Senate by armed police officers. And they just, they just left peacefully. Now, curiously enough, Federal prosecutors said that Jacob Chansley was fighting with police in this moment. Here's the article where federal prosecutors tell CNN on background that Jacob Chansley had to be forcibly removed from the Senate chamber. He was facing off with officers. They only left after being forcibly removed. Really? Because there's actual body cam footage stating otherwise. You just think that CNN readers are idiots. You just think that CNN readers are, are imbeciles. Or you just know that your narrative is already set and that Republicans are too neutered to do anything to fight against it. The federal government directly lying to you. Truth comes, ladies and gentlemen, from understanding these two things. One, your federal government lies to you. They always have and they always will. They've started wars on lies in my generation and in yours. Vietnam War was a lie. Korean War was a lie. Iraq War was a lie. Good men, women lost their lives because of those lies. And then two, very simply, the federal government will lie even if that means harm to you. That's where truth comes from. That, that's, that's the basis of understanding for me. The COVID era should teach you that. The January 6th era should teach you that. And you should have a very healthy heaping of skepticism against your government, ladies and gentlemen. This is also the government that openly protects the vessels of power, 
We've been doing a lot of research and a lot of reporting on the FBI, given the Durham report, and given what we've learned about the FBI and their protectionism of Biden. The purpose of a federal police force, the purpose of the so-called deep state is protecting institutional power, protecting the real power. The real power isn't on a ballot in America. Joe Biden is an illusion. Joe Biden is a ghost. He's not real. Flip the lights on, he disappears. He literally goes poof. He can literally, he can literally fall over. And we're going to get to that in just a second. Ladies and gentlemen, the news is happening fast and it's happening quick and you need to be connected and you need to stay connected and you shouldn't give your money to woke companies. That is why I use Patriot Mobile. Patriot Mobile is America's only Christian conservative wireless provider. It offers dependable nationwide coverage on all three major networks and you get the best possible service without the woke propaganda. Isn't it wonderful to be able to finally push back? Do so with your cell phone coverage, just like I do and just like we do at our company. When you switch to Patriot Mobile, you support a free speech, religious freedom, sanctity of life, Second Amendment, military veteran, first responders, and heroes. And they have 100% U.S.-based customer service. Go to PatriotMobile.com slash Benny. PatriotMobile.com slash Benny. Free activation today with the offer code Benny. Ladies and gentlemen, somebody who probably needs to get, I don't know, a new earpiece installed is Joe Biden. Joe Biden yesterday fell directly on his face. It was a brutal fall. It wasn't him tripping on the stairs. He was falling on a flat surface. Joe Biden fell at a Air Force Academy graduation, which is the worst possible place to fall. It's bad when the president collapses and he does so like right around every single like you can set your watch to Joe, Joe Biden's going to fall like every quarter. Joe Biden has some type of horrible collapse. This was a true collapse at the United States Air Force Academy, something that should project strength in our country, something that should project strength around the world. So all the more humiliating, watch. And he has to be helped up like a slab of meat there. Remember Hillary Clinton falling over during the 9-11 ceremony, having to be essentially dragged into her waiting van Corruption, man, it destroys the mind, the body, and soul. It is a destructive force. Joe Biden cannot carry his own weight. Joe Biden is a deeply diseased and broken man. You can see that through his past falls, of course. Anyone can trip. I trip. Anyone can trip. I got little kids chasing them around. I trip all the time. But I don't fall on flat surfaces, and I don't fall over and over and over again. Part of foreign policy and part of like running a nation is to project strength. You don't do that by entrapping your own citizens and you don't do that by collapsing. A proper metaphor for Joe Biden's regime, the collapse. Watch. has allocated uh, to invest in police departments and training of police officers. It appears as though uh, the president did have a slight trip there as he's boarding. Uh (laughs) 
pause for just a moment and let me have a little message with Jill Biden and the Biden family, the Democratic Party and the super state that actually protects these people, that props them up and walks them around like human cadavers and muppets and commits acts of necrophilia, actually, with these people. This is that you are raping a corpse, quite frankly. Uh, how dare you run this guy in 2024? You vicious goblins. You people. There's a lot of mutilation happening right now. It's, it's all the trend. You people have clearly have your, had your hearts removed. It's evil to do this. It's beyond elder abuse. It's immoral. Jill Biden, we know that you cheated on your husband when you were hired as Joe Biden's babysitter. That Joe Biden cheated on his wife with you. And your affair caused immense damage to your husband and his wife, respectively. That your entire relationship is fraudulent. But have you no soul? Do you not have any moral compassion? Has all of your compassion been been put out to pasture as Joe Biden should be? What was it that broke you? Bed, bath, and beyond going out of business? You can no longer buy your shower curtain dresses to wear your fancy engagements? Is power so valuable to you that you would do this to someone that you supposedly love? Even if your relationship started in adultery and if Joe Biden's real children hate you, go check Hunter Biden's text messages. See what he thinks about uh, old Jill. You must be a truly duplicitous lot to do this to someone who you supposedly love and are married to. What a wicked, wicked grouping of individuals. What a den of vipers. Donald Trump reacted to Joe Biden falling. I thought it was quite interesting. Take it away. He's at the Air Force Academy. He actually fell down. Well, I hope he wasn't hurt. I hope he wasn't hurt. But it's the whole thing is, look, the whole thing is crazy. You got to be careful about that. You got to be careful about that because you don't you don't want that. Even if you have to tiptoe down a ramp, you got to tip. Donald Trump was joking about this clip that caused uh, panic and aneurysms throughout our corporate press of Donald Trump simply uh, taking a ramp slowly because it had recently rained. Donald Trump was uh, on a slippery ramp, as any normal person would. Again, this this caused headlines about how Donald Trump is in mental collapse. Watch. <laughs> Joe Biden attacked Donald Trump for simply stepping lightly down a ramp. It went like this. Look at how he steps and look how I step. Watch how I run up ramps and he stumbles down ramps. Okay, come on. Hmm. Interesting. Well, the memes tell the truth. And they go... The memes are spectacular. We've actually recorded a special on the amount of memes of Joe Biden collapsing, falling. And what does this actually mean, ultimately? 
Well, what it means, of course, is that the people that are running Joe Biden are vengeful, duplicitous uh, goblins that don't care about this man. Uh, what it also means is that they are vulnerable. Hillary Clinton falling, like a, having to be dragged into a van like a slab of beef, did not install, instill a bunch of confidence. We tweeted this video yesterday, and ALX, how many, how many tweets, how many retweets has it got? What's the views? It's got like 20 million views. 20 million views. It's been seen across the country and around the world. And what does this ultimately mean? Well, Americans, this is something that, this is the kind of stuff that breaks through the chains of like party politics. Americans don't want to be led by weakness. That's a danger to us and our children. We don't want to be embarrassed on the world stage. We don't want a president that trips and falls and has dementia. 20 million views. Look at that. Ladies and gentlemen, we want to have our children protected. That's sort of the theme of this month, actually. Theme of the Target and Bud Light boycotts. We want to make sure that this nation survives. And it can't with this kind of leadership. It's even broken. Uh, this clip shocked me. It's even broken the people who are paid to surgically attach their lips to the old dandruffy ass of Joe Biden, MSNBC. Even they have been broken by this clip. A shocking, shocking update. Watch. Biden's fall yesterday, I'm though. Okay. Biden's fall is it, it looked like a hard fall. Glad yeah. he got he got up. Bad. And, and he 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 was uh he was okay with it. But obviously though, um Again, Biden's talking tonight. We've been talking about things that actually do matter, the legislation. At the same time, there's some people in the campaign, I'm sure, that were like, going, oh, come, come on. on. Yeah. And presidents do fall. They do. They trip and fall. President Obama did a few times. But no president has ever been 81 years old and run for re-election while they did so. It, it, his age is an issue here. His age is an issue here. I mean, that's about as hard. If you're breaking MSNBC, if you're breaking the bubble at MSNBC, uh, that means something's really wrong. And this is something they won't be able to hide. Wait for the debates. This is something they cannot hide because you can't hide the kind of mental – you can't hide what's actually happening to Joe Biden. And it's irreversible. You can't cure dementia. He has a demyelinated nervous system and it's really painful. What's – Oh, but it should be painful to the people who are forcing them. I don't feel any guilt because I didn't vote for Joe Biden. I don't like Joe Biden. And so it's you people who need to feel guilt. You people being the super state, the unelected state, DNC, Jill Biden, his family. You people are the evil ones. You're the ones who shoved a stick up this guy's ass and are wandering him around as a marionette. It's humiliating to us. It's humiliating to our country. But at the very least, the memes are spectacular this, this watch this one like a fine wine it's too easy it's too easy the kids are all right ladies and gentlemen a kid that is absolutely all right is the great savannah hernandez a reporter with turning point usa writer at the post millennial and one of the bravest people we know she joins us now 
Savannah, thank you for being on the program. Have uh, you ever tripped and fallen on a flat surface? Uh, my name's not Joe Biden, so uh, I'm going to go ahead and say no on that one. Okay. Well, you took a lot of stairs and uh, you went through New York, through this hotel that has been destroyed by Joe Biden. Joe Biden's destroyed quite a bit in this country. But this hotel, I mean, this is really repulsive, what you were able to find in your exclusive reporting here. Why don't you uh, detail this for us? Sure. So, uh, you know, Biden's border crisis is consistently in the news. We know that we've had a record number of illegal immigrants crossing our border. And I actually got to go to El Paso for the expiration of Title 42 and watch this with my own two eyes. Now, I wanted to follow up with the story, right? We've seen millions of people cross the border. But what happens when they come into the United States and are given those bus tickets or plane tickets by the Biden administration? Well, they end up in hotels like the Row NYC. Now, I had a whistleblower who worked there for the the past seven months. And what he had to say was absolutely shocking. So apparently there's upwards of 5,000 illegal immigrants that are staying a block away from Times Square. So this is prime property. They are, uh, you know, being given free health care, free yeah, free health care, free car seats for their children, three meals a day. Uh, you know, the benefits that they're receiving are absolutely ridiculous at this point. And so my whistleblower coming forward and saying that he's watching two to three babies being born in this hotel every single week. The migrants are absolutely trashing the hotel. On top of that, the infrastructure as well is um, not doing well because the hotel itself is over capacity with illegal immigrants. So it's an absolute mess up there right now. And um, it's heartbreaking to see the amount of taxpayer dollars that are going towards paying for this. Meanwhile, we still have homeless Americans. We still have Americans that are struggling to pay their bills because of how bad the economy currently is. But we're spending billions to not only house these illegal immigrants, but also ship them throughout the U.S. and make sure that they are fed, clothed, their children are here and, uh, you know, they're having a great time. So uh, this is kind of what we saw over in New York. So wait a second. For, for me, I don't have any problem with this because New York is a sanctuary city. New York is run by Democrats. These people voted for this. Mm -hmm. So like you lose your right to complain when you vote for this. And you, like if you're upset because the sanctuary, like somebody actually tested your sanctuary and said, OK, now give me you passed these laws. And then somebody says, OK, now give me sanctuary. And then you complain and bitch about it that I don't. I have no empathy for you. I don't live in a sanctuary city or a sanctuary state. So uh, I made my choice. New York made their choice, too. So I, I feel like you, you made your bed sleeping in it. Yeah, absolutely. You know, it's hilarious to see Eric Adams complaining about this while simultaneously, uh, like you said, saying that, yes, we are a sanctuary city. Let's also talk about IDNYC. Now, this is a program that is um, created so that anybody in the city of New York can get a government issued ID regardless of immigration status. So the reason why a lot of these illegal immigrants go over to these areas is because they can get that government issued ID. And if you actually read through the program, they can apply for employment with this ID. They can apply for government programs like the affordable housing in New York City. They can even open a bank account at select institutions. So I asked my whistleblower as well. You know, a lot of these migrants were being told by the media that they're being forced to go to places like New York or Chicago. What's the truth behind that? And uh, his name's Carlos. And he stated, you know, uh, a lot of the migrants don't initially want to come up this way. But when they 
see the amount of benefits that they are receiving, when they see the amount of money that is being poured into them, the fact that they can live their American dream for free without fear of deportation, they want to stay in New York. Now, also in this um, reporting, he detailed a lot of incident reports of 10 to 14 year old kids getting drunk in this hotel. Their parents check out and they just leave them there because it's a free for all. You have drug use, you have alcohol use. Uh, my own whistleblower has been assaulted multiple times. He's had a machete swung at him. And I asked him, you know, when these migrants get violent, what ends up happening to them? And he says they are specifically told never to call ICE, never call DHS, never even call NYPD. What ends up happening is if there's a domestic violence dispute and somebody gets violent, they basically take them to the Port Authority bus station, which is the first stop they make when they come to New York City. And instead of being deported or kicked out of that hotel, they're simply reprocessed and given a new hotel on the taxpayer's uh, dime. And the thing with that, by the way, is a lot of the migrants are utilizing this program and they're jumping between hotels in New York City. And, and again, just uh, to brush up the audience here on what is happening in New York, Eric Adams has stated, that 50% of hotels right now are filled with illegal immigrants. The city's already spent over a billion dollars uh, sheltering these migrants. At the beginning of the year, Eric Adams signed a $275 million contract to house thousands of illegal immigrants across the city. And that's a budget of about $55,000 per illegal immigrant. And the crisis continues to get worse. And it's gotten so bad that Adams is even, uh, you know, potentially thinking about putting illegal immigrant adults in these school gymnasiums where children are actively present. So that's what's currently going on in New York City. I love it. I love it. I, I, like, I, enjoy, I enjoy. Listen, I don't live in New York. I don't live in it. I didn't. I hated traveling to New York. We yeah. had a Newsmax show and I had to go to New York all the time to do the Newsmax show. And I hated traveling. It was filthy. There were these giant rats. So it's it was terrible. And I'm like, how do you people live like this? No wonder you're all miserable. But this is America, right? You get a choice and you can you can choose to live there and you can choose to vote this way. But you don't get to gripe and complain about it when people actually say, OK, you voted for this. Now let's have it. And, you know, Benny, you're absolutely going to love this, too, because I did speak to local business owners because, again, a block away from Times Square, many of the migrants telling my whistleblower that they could see the ball drop from their hotel rooms. All right. So, you know, the average American uh, saves up their whole life for a trip like that to Times Square in New York City. But these migrants are crossing our border and they're getting that for for free. Uh, so these migrants apparently are also robbing a lot of the local stores. A lot of the local businesses said that their business has dropped 50 to 80 percent. And I spoke to one of the business owners who was an immigrant himself. And, and, you know, this just goes to what you're saying about the average mentality of these progressives, of a New Yorker. He said, I don't have problems with the, the migrants, but they are bringing down business and you can't put them in the heart of the city. Go send them somewhere else. So uh, again, it's just... It's ridiculous to see this type of mentality where it's like, yeah, we don't want to enact rule of law or law and order. We just don't want to see the problem in our front front door, basically. So as a uh, Bible-believing Christian, you go read the story of the prodigal son and you realize that some people, some people have to learn the hard way. There's two kids, right? There's one son that didn't need to learn the hard way. They're the other son that needed to learn the hard way and went yeah. and lived in the slop. Some people have to live in the slop. Some people have to live with the consequences of their own actions. And um, that, I mean, sorry, I'm not sorry. I laugh in your faces. I thank you for this reporting though. Because it's really important to see what these people have done to themselves. But you really did do it to yourselves. So put on your MAGA hats. Vote Republican. You want to change it? Vote Republican. Put on your MAGA hats. Call an ICE. 
and actually fix this problem. But until those people have the capacity to do that, then I won't feel uh, sorry for them at all. When they do that, then I will join with them. I'll link arms. And Sav, I know you will too. God bless you. Thank you for your incredible reporting. Thanks for having me, Benny. Hernandez is a member of Turning Point uh, USA. She is a Turning Point uh, influencer, ambassador, reporter. She does great work there. And Turning Point Action is actually doing pretty incredible work, doing the work that the uh, RNC should be doing, actually. Turning Point Action pledges to raise $5 million to fund Wisconsin ballot chasing efforts with the great Scott Pressler, also a friend of the show. This is a piece of good news. Let's let us begin our weekends with good news. Turning Point Action, Turning Points uh, USA's sister 501c34 uh, organization is pledging $5 million to fund Wisconsin ballot chasing efforts in collaboration with Scott Pressler. Scott Pressler, of course, is a top G. Scott Pressler is somebody who's gone crisscrossed the entire nation. You know Scott, but if you don't, you should follow him on social media. He just loves uh, our country. He loves our movement. He loves the Republican Party. And he crisscrosses the nation to drive out voter turnout, to do voter registrations. He stands at gas stations. He's incredible. The turning point is partnering with him uh, because the RNC refuses to return his calls. The RNC won't do it. And so turning point is taking the mantle up. Turning point action announced that they will be committing to a minimum of $5 million in order to get out the vote in Wisconsin. Turning Point Action has quietly been working on the background with data technology and ballot chasing theory with Pressler and early vote action for the 2024 cycle. Unfortunately, in some places, ballot harvesting is legal, and where it is legal, you must do it. I mean, I think we should change the laws, and I think voting should be on one day and should be paper ballots, and you should have to have deep and legitimate abiding excuses like I'm fighting a war for my country abroad to vote via mail. But until you can change those laws, you should put vote drop boxes uh, um, outside of every single Trump rally. You should vote drop boxes on the back of every single large Baptist church and uh, in the concession stand area of a NASCAR race. That's where those boxes should go. If that's what you're going to do, well, then fight back. We need to start fighting. And we do fight, ladies and gentlemen. We fight on this program. We fight back. We report on the things that everyone else is terrified to report on. Uh, we bring you the facts. We'll show you the evidence. And we'll let, we'll let you choose what side you want. And, and we're winning. I mean, honestly, it's like so wonderful to see. For the first time in my adult life, I can actually report to you that like we're fighting the culture war battles and we're actually victorious in them. It's amazing. We're fighting the information warfare and we're actually better at it than the left. The left has become totally slovenly. They've become like the, uh, the embodiment of Joe Biden. They collapse under their own weight. They're weak. We are strong and we are energetic and we are ready to go. And we are that way because we have our life organized correctly. God, family, country. Let's focus on the God part here. Psalm 30, 11 for the verse of the day. You have turned for me my mourning into dancing. You have loosed my sackcloth and clothed me with gladness. You've turned my mourning into dancing. That's a perspective change for us today. Let's have a perspective change. Let us become winners. Let us burn that in our hearts, that we are victorious. Maybe not in this life, but we're victorious in the end. 
And that is the confidence that you can walk into the weekend with. That is the confidence that makes you stand upright, makes you smile a little bit, and makes you proud. Proud of this place, proud of your family, proud of your heritage, proud to be an American, ladies and gentlemen. It's your boy, Benny. Happy Friday. See ya.